Hello, Island friends. Let me tell you about Tim Eccles. Mr. Tim loves Georgia and helped keep our rates low. He knows everything about energy and has led by example. I hope you listen to his radio show called Energy Matters. Join me in supporting Tim. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. Hey everyone, I'm in my favorite city in Georgia, Savannah. I come here frequently and I'm with Ashley Goodrich of the Chatham Area Transit Authority. She's the planning manager. We're sitting out here at the bus depot. How's it going? Hey, it's going all right. What a beautiful day in Savannah. It is a very beautiful day. Got just a few clouds in the sky and the sun is shining. You know, I got a lot of friends that like Charleston, and I tell them that, you know what Savannah has that Charleston doesn't have? We have squares. Charleston has no squares, and we've got a bunch of them, thanks to James Oglethorpe. While we have multiple squares to walk through, we also have bus stops along every, nearly every one of them in the city to see all the sites as well. Today, you and I are going to ride the new electric bus. I had wanted to be here on Earth Day when you all cut the ribbon on it, so to speak. I was, I was with Marta because they were doing it at the same time time. How was that ribbon cutting ceremony? Because we're going to hop on that bus today and do a little riding. I'm sorry that you missed us the last week because we had a really, really great time with the ribbon cutting. Um, We had all six vehicles lined up. Um, We did a small memoriam for uh, some of our operators and staff as well as board members um, who put the entire electric fleet uh, from planning to design and build out a reality. And uh, we had a really, really good turnout. Had um, commissioners and aldermen from multiple jurisdictions and multiple cities. Everybody in Savannah, Chatham County were here that day to see the see them get officially put onto the street. I remember bringing an electric bus down here from California. I had BYD bring it down here, I guess in 2015 or 16, and we gave the uh, authority a ride around town with some other people and just talked about the importance of electric transportation. And it seemed like this was going to be so hard to work out but Savannah's done it and you guys have half a dozen vehicles in your fleet now. Yes. So, you know, one thing about that time period, we're talking starting about 20, 20 into 2015 to 2016. And then um, Kat put some details together, looked at some analysis, um, started applying for grants in 2017 to 2018. Um, the first go around, we sent uh, an application in. The second go around, we were awarded. Um, we were awarded three of the six initial electric buses in our fleet um, with that 2018 discretionary uh, FTA award. Uh, we ended up going with some of our SRTA money that uh, the state role, state toll and road authority uh, in order to acquire the other three of the six. Um, and I can successfully say that for we were also awarded funds in 2020 with FTA low no emissions. And we will be acquiring in the next 12 to 18 months an additional four more electric buses for our fleet. This is so exciting. I tweeted out a picture of one of your hybrid buses a few minutes ago in advance of our ride today and and said that a conversion to electric transportation often starts with a hybrid. Uh, I know we got our first Prius in my family. Uh, We had a 2006 Prius and it wasn't until 2013 that we got a fully electric LEAF and there's nothing wrong with making these gradual moves to make sure that these vehicles work the way that you want them to work. That is true. So um, in our fleet, uh, we keep our buses on average somewhere between 12 and 15 years. So um, we are 100% entirely Gillig fleet. They come out of Hayward in California outside 
outside of San Francisco. The 2011s uh, that we have about eight to ten uh, buses in our fleet are hybrid electric and then I believe we have a few that are 2013 or 2014. Um, some of some of our 40-foot bigger buses uh, are also a hybrid. So uh, a good a good percentage of our fleet has been hybrid now for about 10 years. Um, so those buses will slowly be phased out in our asset management and as we phase in the new vehicle purchases um, we'll we'll continue to be going with a hybrid or fully electric option. Hi there. Tell me about the bus that we're going to be getting on today. How many folks can ride on it? Uh, what the duty cycle of it is? Uh, and uh, and how many miles it'll go? What are some of the, the numbers? Sure. So we'll be getting on a 100% um, low no emissions or ZEB is what they call electric Gillig bus. Um, it is a commercial class B vehicle uh, of class weight tons. Um, I believe we will be on a 40 footer. So we either ha we have three that are 35 feet long, three that are 40 feet long. The seating capacity changes between the two. You can put on another 15 to 20 people on, on that extra length of, of bus. Um, the emissions reduction is somewhere between 93 and 97% compared to a diesel. And they have an average mileage capacity between, we've been tracking them right now between 150 and 180 miles. You know, I've been saying for a long time that cities across Georgia and really across America, but my jurisdiction's only here in Georgia, that they need to be using electric vehicles when they can. Parking enforcement, zoning enforcement, uh, uh, transit buses, even Lyft vehicles, Uber vehicles, uh, and it's been uh, it's it's been a long haul. But Savannah's really leading the way because you guys have some Nissan Leafs here doing your parking enforcement. Now you've gone from the hybrid to the fully electric buses. I mean, it's very exciting. That is true. Um, and one thing we can say about public transit is that our buses and our vehicles, uh, whether we have a bus running a frequency of uh, an hour per route or a two-hour route uh, in a 12 to 16 hour day that bus is going to be going up and down Abercorn Avenue like we will be in a moment uh, it'll do it you know 12 to 20 times a day so it's it's out there every day of the week and and the emissions factor to that is is, is substantial Hey, we've got a rider that's just come up, and we're going to all sit here together and keep this conversation going. Faye, it's been a little while since I've seen you, but I'm so glad to be here because I couldn't make your Earth Day event because Marta had me uh, cutting the ribbon uh, with their new interim CEO, and we were riding his electric bus, and, and so I'm so excited to be back. Well, we're glad you're down here now, and you're getting to see the extraordinary commitment we've made to electric vehicles as well. Yeah, having these electric vehicles is so exciting, especially when you're in an area where there's a lot of starting and stopping. Electric vehicles love that anyway, but just removing those tailpipe emissions off of the ground level is wonderful. Absolutely, and it's such an important part. You know, the whole notion of transit, I think, transit is really such a community piece in every aspect of what it does and how it does it. It's such a community piece of transportation systems. And so the notion that we're also gonna be leaving the community in a more sustainable way, um, with a, not only regard for the environment, but for the residents and the visitors and businesses that are here, um, I think is an incredibly important piece of this. Sustainability is the, the good business move for the future. Yeah, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Ashley and Faye of the Chatham Area Transit Authority. We're sitting at this old bus depot. This is vintage, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, I believe it was built originally in the 50s, and it, uh, we share the bus station with Greyhound. So as an intermodal facility, you can travel uh, outside of Savannah into Savannah, and then you can travel all around Savannah and through our Chatham County corridors. And Faye, just across the street, we got that Thunderbird Motel. My, my buddy Bill O'Brien put that solar on that that ho that motel we'll call it a motel because that's what it is uh way back when we did solarize tybee slash chatham so it's been it's been generating uh energy from sunshine for a while 
that's extraordinary and you know two vintage facilities right across from each other um, and both um, right there in the forefront of the sustainability uh, initiatives that are so important hey just a couple of minutes left in this segment Faye, what are you hearing from people that have had a chance to get on the bus? What kind of comments are the drivers hearing? Are you guys hearing out there there on social media and beyond? Nothing but positives. So um, in addition to, you know, at our at our ribbon cutting for all six, we got extraordinary coverage from the media, but all of that uh, coverage was really very positive. Our riders are giving us good feedback on it. Our operators, I think, are liking... Uh, getting a new skill um, in terms because operating those buses is different than operating a regular bus Um, and I think we're all very mindful of the fact that you know I think I I mentioned to you CAD is in the uh, is in process of starting a master transit plan and implementation strategy process one of the core tenets of that is grow green Um, and our operators are committed I think all of our board is committed and I think the community is behind us in that that's really exciting what are you hearing Ashley you know um, I'm hearing a lot of positive things as well something that uh, we are trying to do right now is implement in the short term some better reliability uh, standards for our fleet and operations and and that is our on-time performance Um, we are looking at setting up um, some amenities challenges where we're going to be uh, updating different bus stops and locations in our area we've Required funding uh, through the MPO to in the next 12 to 18 months uh, be replacing installations, more shelters, more trash cans, uh, signage, and things like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. When we come back, we want to talk more about this Grow Green plan, the electric bus. We're going to get on this bus. We're going to ride this bus today. Uh, We're going to cruise around my favorite city. Stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. You want to make your car, boat, jet ski look really cool? Use my friends at Jim Rap. That's G-E-M Rap. Just go to Facebook and put in Jim Raps and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, Tim Eccles back with you on Energy Matters, actually on the electric bus. I'm with Ashley of the Chatham Area Transit Authority, and we're riding from downtown Savannah to Oglethorpe Mall on the number 14. So this total route is a couple of hours. Yes, that's correct. So uh, the Route 14 is our highest producing ridership route, is the most popular in our system. It has a 30-minute frequency, and it goes to both the Oglethorpe and Savannah Mall. So as it runs to Southside, it goes down the uh, Abercorn Corridor, and uh, it'll go all the way out to the Savannah Mall, come back around, and come back downtown. Yeah, so maybe you haven't been to Savannah in a while. Maybe, you know, you've maybe come here on vacation or to a convention but 
Abercorn goes all the way to the river, as, as does a lot of streets, like Bull Street, Drayton Street, and you've got all of those squares throughout downtown. But Abercorn is a corridor that goes out, and there's a lot of commercial entities along Abercorn. Yes, that's correct. So um, once you get out of uh, the historic district and you start heading south, um, you'll have a majority of our businesses in, in Savannah. Um, and, and that's almost every block to every mile uh, as we keep going south. Uh, if, only, if anything, you could say the city gets newer and newer and newer every block you go. Let's talk about SCAD and the impact that they've had on downtown. We see this in other cities. Columbus State University had an impact in Columbus. Um, obviously, in Augusta, you've got the what was the Medical College of Georgia, Augusta University uh, there. That's had an impact. But there's no city in Georgia where a, a university has had as much impact as SCAD has on downtown Savannah. It's so good for your city. That's correct. So SCAD over the last 10 to 12 years has grown to, I believe, almost 12,000 uh, college students. That number may be even a little higher. Um, we have SCAD buildings all throughout the historic district. Uh, they're on several of our bus routes. Uh, our DOT shuttle system runs to quite a bit of SCAD. And um, we have uh, you know, SCAD students on our, our buses every day, and we get questions from them all the time about where they can go and, and what they can do while using Chatham Area Transit. Earlier today, I was out at Big Bon Bodega at the corner of 37th and Bull, owned by my friends, the Heritage family. But it is a great bagel slash pizza restaurant uh, in that district out there where SCAD is. Yes, so um, down there on the Bull Street Corridor, there are a number of restaurants, um, great places to eat, uh, lots of patio space. Um, right now in our system for CAT, we run down uh, the Four Barnard and we run down the uh, 14 Abercorn as well as Martin Luther King. And then uh, we have our dot shuttle system right now that goes to the south end of Foresight Park. Uh, but we do uh, particularly plan as we get out of COVID to extend the Foresight south to the Starlin Yard area. You know, back in the day, back in the 1800s, late 1800s, when the Public Service Commission was called the Railroad Commission and we regulated trains, we regulated the central of Georgia train that went from downtown Savannah, 17 miles, to Tybee Island, um, Savannah's beach. And there were five stops along, uh, along Tybee. There was a turnstile down there where the train turned around. Can folks take the bus out towards the islands? So right now we do not have a uh, public transit bus route out to Tybee. Um, they actually have a pretty robust shuttle system out there for a private sector. Um, so, however, we do get asked about it all the time and that's something as we go to designing in our comprehensive plan, our master transit planning and implement strategies that we'll be undergoing the next 18 months, something like that will always be part of the discussion. Our countywide service for us here in Chatham County is uh, a very large, um, far more than just an idea of a concept. It is it is a process to re to implementation and reality that um, our citizens need every day. Um, Chatham Area Transit is always open to discussing future route services with all of our jurisdictions and cities here in Chatham County, um, especially those right now that may or may not be in our special taxing district. So it's really all about making it work financially, the number of riders that you need. Anything uh, is possible, I guess, as you take a look at what the ridership would be like this number 14 is your best is your best fare bus because you're having a lot of folks wanting to go to those two malls i'm sure and then coming back here uh you know to to the intermodal center so are there other routes in in savannah that you're looking at for the electric bus in the future we would like to potentially get an electric bus across our entire route system. Uh, currently, right now, for 2022, we are undergoing some uh, 
service planning analysis and route adjustments. Um, simply speaking, the size of Chatham County is uh, we've got to work on our scheduling so that the capacity of mileage for the electrics can fit within, reasonably within our all of our route corridors. Uh, these buses right now travel about 150 to 175 miles a day, and a few of the routes in my system run over 200 miles a day. So if you do the math, um, we would need to be doing uh, some on-route charging uh, installation to make those larger route 200 mile plus things happen or start to do some systems charging and layovers at our ITC. Just a, a shout out to the orange and green trolleys here, uh, the Old Town Trolley. Uh, these orange and green trolleys run on propane. So for a long time, uh, since I've been on the commission, they've been running on propane, which uh, if, you, if you look at the trolleys that are here, you see they've got open windows and people are breathing in the air. So uh, there's a number of companies that run uh, diesel, but that one company runs propane, and I think it makes all the difference with street-level air quality. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, something that we try to be considerate of ourselves is, is here in the historic district and our squares of Savannah, we have a lot of commercial vehicles going up and down our streets around every square and every direction. And the CO2 emissions that we can reduce to make that better clean air um, is, is something that we're very, very, very concerned about every day. So we're picking up more passengers. We've got one, two, three, four, five, just picked up another passenger, six, another one coming on here at York and Abercorn. We're on bus 14, if you're just joining us, heading out towards Oglethorpe Mall. Ashley and I, she's with the Chatham Area Transit Authority, and we are talking about this electric bus and the future impact that it's going to have here in Savannah. I wonder if folks realize that this is an electric bus. Well, you know, we thought about maybe um, putting something as an advertisement in the front of the bus by the doorway that would indicate that it, it, it's a 100% electric. Um, it is a lot quieter than our older diesel buses. Um, and, and that is not just simply because it's new, but it is because the, the engine itself, it's not a diesel engine. It doesn't have cylinders like a diesel engine. It, it, is, it is electric. It's a totally different type of engine propulsion technology. So um, it's a much, much, much quieter vehicle. And because it is that much quieter, we have additional ADA announcements um, that are installed on these vehicles to make sure that people can actually hear that it's coming down the street and it's coming around the corners and things like that. You know, that's what I've heard from others. You know, when you have a quieter technology that, and you're used to hearing something loud, right, a big diesel engine coming, you... You, you kind of, oh, the bus is coming, and you run out, and, and you catch it. Same with trash trucks or other things. And as you go to a quieter technology like CNG or like electric, the vehicles are just quieter. And, and frankly, I, I kind of like being able to hear the birds sing in Savannah, Georgia. I do, too. Um, you know, a, a big part of this is uh, making sure that we have a quieter ride experience for our uh, patrons, but then it is also for the, the neighborhoods of Savannah that our buses go by every day. Hey, just a couple of minutes left in this segment. Um, we're passing uh, the cathedral here. Uh, I come every year to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm in the parade. Um, and I've done that for the last 11 years, except the two years we didn't have it because of COVID, of course. But it was wonderful to be back this year with the parade. Are you a big fan of the St. Patrick's Day Parade? Yes. So uh, we were also in the parade this year for Chatham Area Transit. Um, we try to be in the parade every year, but uh, every once in a while we might miss it. This year, with it being the first year back, was especially important. And we were actually demonstrating the electric bus in the parade uh, back in March. So uh, we utilized St. Patrick's Day as a go green rollout, uh, kind of like a mini, a mini day. And then we further uh, worked through what we needed to do to get the buses ready for Earth Day. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Grow Green initiative. We're going to talk about Arkansas. We're going to talk about New Orleans, where 
actually went to school. We're going to talk about her favorite square in town, her favorite restaurant in town, the impact SCADs continuing to have on the city. So stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. I'm on bus 14 in Savannah, Georgia, heading toward Oglethorpe Mall. You're listening to Energy Matters. Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. Gas South has a no deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. The electric car revolution is coming and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to gemcarservice.com. That's G-E-M carservice.com. Logan Booker here, producer of Energy Matters, and I want to tell you about the Advanced Power Alliance. For more than 20 years now, the Advanced Power Alliance has been leading the energy transition in America's traditional energy states. They advocate for wind energy, solar power, and energy storage, all while partnering with traditional resources to ensure that America has abundant, affordable, cleaner energy to power our homes, our lives, as well as our economy. With the growth of solar and advanced storage and power generation technologies, every state now has the opportunity to be a leading energy state. Advanced Power Alliance is proud to partner with the Georgia Large Scale Solar Association and work with the Public Service Commission, Georgia Power, and their customers as Georgia continues to be one of America's leading renewable energy states. You can learn more about the Advanced Power Alliance at poweralliance.org. That's poweralliance.org. You've heard about Gem Cars on Energy Matters. Made by Polaris in Anaheim, California. These street-legal, small electric vehicles go where golf carts are not allowed. Equipped with seatbelts, headlights, optional doors, and a tag, Gem Cars and trucks are perfect for shuttles, corporate, or college campus use. In fact, Georgia Tech has over 100 of them. The new generation Gems have many options when selecting the battery type, onboard chargers, and enclosures to suit the climate. Go to GemCarService.com to find out more. That's G-E-M CarService.com. Tim Eccles from Marlin Gas Services. In addition to supplying natural gas in emergency situations, Marlin Gas Services provides temporary fuel supply during planned pipeline maintenance and other scheduled outages, or to help customers meet code compliance. Customers include large companies, utilities, commercial businesses, industrial facilities, and even the Weston Hotel and Convention Center in Savannah when that pipe was busted under the Savannah River. Visit MarlinGas.com to learn more. That's MarlinGas.com. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters and on Bus 14 in Savannah, Georgia. Y'all know I love me some Savannah, Georgia. Uh, if you haven't been to Savannah in a while, you, you gotta go. You, you gotta go. That, you know, Ashley, I'm with Ashley here. She's with the Chatham Area Transit Authority. She's the program planning manager. Um, Actually, that new area that Mr. Kessler's developed down, those JW Marriott's and that, that, that side, I guess that kind of southern side of uh, River Street down there, that place is incredible. It is. So it really is an extension of River Street. Um, I would say it's almost grown uh, the, the river walk by another 25 to 30 percent. Um, we get a lot of people requesting to go down there and get to the Plant Riverside. And it and when they call it a district, uh, that truly is what it is. It's it's a uh, it's it's a whole area of downtown Savannah that people can go uh, have a good time and, and see the see the river and, and the boat and the port and, and everything else. You know what I love about what Kessler and his crew are doing down there is they're keeping it clean. They're keeping it clean. They're cleaning it themselves. I, I saw them out there steam cleaning those bricks the other day and they're they're taking great care of it. And I, I guess this one of my pet peeves uh, is our cities and how messy they are across Georgia. I, I, I think people grow 
blind to seeing trash and it's just I, I think it's just something we need to get more people on board with and and we don't necessarily need to just depend on city workers we just need people being more responsible especially when you have a historic district as small as ours is really just you know just about a mile wide so it's not like it's an impossible task to keep it as pristine as switzerland so i don't want to get you in trouble actually i'm not getting you to comment on this this is just a pet peeve that i have but i will ask you this about your favorite square is there a is there a square that you really enjoy going to or walking through so I would say my favorite square is always Johnson Square. Um, it's one that in my 10 to 12 years in Savannah, I've walked across numerous times. Um, I, some of my favorite restaurants and shops are kind of right there for a quick lunch. Um, and then at the same time, there's always other things to do around. So when you're kind of uh, you're, you're bumping around uh, Broughton Street or you're, you're getting over to River Street and Bay Street, you're going to always end up walking through Johnson Square I feel like to get there. Hey and it was in Johnson Square that the Declaration of Independence was read for the first time in Georgia so a lot of history associated with Johnson Square. It's really close to City Hall which has kind of a gold dome on it like the Capitol just smaller. Of course Savannah actually the original capital of Georgia. Yes that is true it is a colonial city it's our mother city of Georgia so uh it's my favorite city, so I, I feel always biased because I don't necessarily leave Savannah as much as I often should. Hey, if you're just joining us, we're on bus 14, the electric bus route. We're riding it from downtown Savannah out to Oglethorpe Mall. Uh, I'm down here tonight for the Georgia Historical Society uh, Gala, uh, the trustee gala where Shirley Franklin and Dan Cathy will be inducted. Dan Cathy, Chick-fil-A, a good friend of mine, so down here to support Dan and just wanted to take the opportunity to hop on this electric bus because they, they they cut the ribbon on six of these buses on Earth Day and I didn't get a chance actually to be here because I was with Marta because they were cutting the ribbon on their own buses. We had a great day for the electric rollout. I don't think there was a cloud in the sky. It was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon. Um, we set up our event to be about two o'clock. Um, our county commissioners were in their meetings in the morning and our cat board is comprised of the city aldermen, uh, Garden City and and the county. So once once we knew we could get everybody in one place in one time, uh, we, set, we lined up all of our buses um, and and had put on a big a little bit of a show. Uh, it was a really really nice day. Hey, we're at Abercorn and 37th, not too far from 37th and Bull, where Big Bond Bodega is. And by the way, to my listening audience, my little electric sea turtle car is sitting in front of the Big Bond Bodega. And if you go there and you get a selfie with my car, and you just post it and tag us at Matters Radio. I'm going to send you a free copy of my book, John Mark at Jekyll, my new historical fiction book that's coming out August the 1st. So we'll send you a copy of that. You get you a selfie with the sea turtle car. You go, sea turtle car? Yeah, you, you look, you can't miss it. It's got a mama, a mama sea turtle and a baby sea turtle. Actually, you got to go over there and see it. I will try to perhaps this afternoon. I haven't made my dinner plans yet, but it is a busy weekend here in Savannah. Um, is sea sea turtle? Is it is it the the right color of green, or it, you know what what color of green am I looking for? Well, it's kind of ocean blue and coral, uh, with a giant sea turtle on the side and on the hood. You can't miss it. It's backed up almost in the restaurant, so they're showcasing it. So if you go over there at 5.30 when they start serving their brick oven pizza, you'll be able to get you a little pizza and check out my seed turtle car. And if you snap a selfie of it and post it on Twitter, tag us at Matters Radio, I'm going to send you a copy of my book, John Mark of Jekyll. Well, that sounds like something I may have to do because I, I would like to read your book, I think. You, you know a lot more uh, history and information than I do, and, and, and that's quite a bit. So, You know, my book is set back in 1888 when Jekyll Island Club was founded by a bunch of New Yorkers, rich people, the richest people in America, came to Jekyll Island 
from about 1888 until World War II. Uh, it was the West Palm Beach of America at the time where the richest, J.P. Morgan, Joseph Pulitzer, William K. Vanderbilt, uh, these people spent January, February, and March on Jekyll Island. And my book is about the founding of that uh, as well as what was happening on these islands from Tybee all the way down to Cumberland with freed slaves and their children and their grandchildren. So it really is a part of history that's not told very much, and I'm telling that history through the eyes of both John Mark, a French immigrant, and Vandy, a Gullah Geechee woman who lives on Sapelo, who is his mentor, who went to Howard. So it is a, it's just a fascinating story of remarkable friendship. Well, uh, that sounds like a pretty good book to read, just to look at our entire coastal Georgia history and, and how uh, things, things were then and what they are now and how things came to be. Um, we like to point out here for us at Chatham Area Transit, not necessarily on the Route 14 that we're on today, um, but we do hit several of uh, important landmarks around Savannah on Chatham Area Transit, uh, including both Wormslow and Pinpoint and, and some of those uh, original places for uh, the founding of the colony and everything else. Wormslow Plantation was created by one of the guys that was actually on the boat with James Oglethorpe, uh, who got off the boat February 12th, 1733. I was out at Wormslow recently. I'm a triple dog. I went to the University of Georgia three different times for three different degrees, couldn't get enough of it. But UGA has a facility there where they grow heirloom plants. They do experiential learning for students. Uh, it is really a, a, a cool place. Hey, let's talk about where you went to school. You're from Arkansas, right? I am. Uh, my family is from the Ozarks, and I am an Arkansas grad up there in Fayetteville. Um, I, I miss it a time or two, but I, I do like living a little bit closer to the coast and some warmer weather. Uh, but I'm a Razorback through and through, and I get ribbed a little bit by our dogs every day. So... You know, I guess if the Razorbacks, of course, they beat us before, but I guess if the Razorbacks were more of a threat, uh, we might be a little more upset. But they, I mean, they're, they've got a great track team out there. They are just a legend of a track team. I mean, not every school can do everything. UGA has a horrible basketball team, but uh, hopefully that'll change in the future. But then you went down to graduate school in New Orleans, right? I did, and, and part of that was, was while I was uh, enjoying my time in Arkansas, they, they didn't necessarily have a planning program up there. And I was looking to complement my undergrad with, for a master's. And when you live in a good college town, you live in a place like Fayetteville, it's a top five place to live in the country. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place, great economy. Um, you don't always get to see what is truly the urban city experience and, and what it takes to make, make cities tick and how government works in truly any city in America. So for me, I went down to New Orleans. I spent three years down there at the University of New Orleans. It's a, it is a state school that is the only accredited planning program within about four or five southern states. So if you're in planning, such as myself, whether for transit or for a city or housing uh, or community development, you can go to Georgia Tech right here in Georgia. You can go to the Carolinas or Florida. But then after that, you're, you're, there's not really another school until you get closer to Texas. So um, with the limited choices that I had, uh, I do say I, I wish I had gone perhaps to Georgia Tech, but I really, really, really got a great, uh, great education and a great career out of my time there. Well, thank you so much for being on Energy Matters today and all of your hard work that you're doing here with the Chatham Area Transit Authority. Thank you. Thank you for coming out with us today. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We'll be back with one more segment, but I'm on bus 14 heading from downtown Savannah out to Oglethorpe Mall on this wonderful electric bus. Stick around. I'll be right back with another segment. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. 
and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. GasSouth. The difference is good. Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over 88 Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at hallboothsmith.com. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters with our very first Energy Matters Sustainability Award. I'm here on the road in LaGrange, and we just presented this beautiful print thanks to YKK uh, and Sterling Everett, the artist. Um, so here with Mayor Jim Thornton, uh, Zsa Zsa and Michelle. Michelle, uh, here, Mayor, let me just start with you. I mean, how cool is it that you guys are leading the way, I think, in terms of uh, the GMA cities and sustainability? Well, I think I, I'm very excited that we have been able to put together this pilot program. I think that we have brought some creative and innovative thinking to the table, and we brought partners to the table, all coming around the same goal, which is improving the energy efficiency of the homes in LaGrange, particularly for our, our, our underserved residents, residents who, who are struggling to make, make uh, ends meet. This is a way to help reduce their energy bills, to give them the resources they need to do other things they need to do in their life, and at the same time it's bringing a uh, it's bringing a new creative way of thinking about energy and sustainability to the table so I'm, I'm just thrilled uh, Commissioner Eccles that uh, you've come to LaGrange today to recognize this program and look forward to, to many great things to come as this pilot continues and we we turn it into a, a more permanent program. So, Michelle, let me go to you because it was at that Verge conference in 2017 that you introduced me to this concept, um, the pay-as-you-save concept, and then we brought it back to Georgia, but you brought it to LaGrange, and working with these partners, you guys have done it. Yes, sir. But it's, uh, you know, really the, the core and the heart of the work, if you will, is just joyful service to our neighbors. You know, the opportunity that was presented in LaGrange was really about the mayor and city council and Patrick Bowie, you know, the utility director, looking for a way to be able to serve our neighbors, you know, serve our neighbors who struggle to make ends meet, who have high utility bills because their housing is inefficient. And um, this was a, a wonderful solution and, and very much testimony to LaGrange's long history, you know, of innovation and leadership and sustainability, and um, that we've had the, um, the faithfulness and the perseverance uh, to advance this pilot program, even in the midst of COVID, you know, these past two years. And I'm grateful, you know, that uh, the residents who are, who are signing up for it are seeing results um, with lower utility bills and with a more comfortable home. Ms. Jaja, uh, uh, you know, you think about who is my neighbor? And often when you're in a big metro area, maybe you don't know your neighbors, maybe, but, but in a small town, there's an opportunity to, I think, build closer relationships. You see folks at the store, you see them at church, uh, you see them around the community. How has this program helped you all be a better neighbor? Well, when we say be a better neighbor, this means that we get to see the neighbors and what it exhibits because we see the residents. So we see them, we know their bills, we know how much they are. So when we can see a decrease, that shows that partnerships like with Michelle Groundswell and any other partners, we can see what is actually taking place because we monitor what their bills are. Um, so we find that that way, hey, guess what? We're making the difference and making the change. And our neighbors, guess what? It gets to put money back into our programs that we have here for our residents. That For that parent that wants to play t-ball, they now can do that because they have more savings in their pocket. So being a neighbor means I can save, my children can have activities, and they be a part of the same society that everybody else is a part of. Mr. Mayor, 
you know, oftentimes uh, low-income people have a difficult time with housing and cars. They wind up going to uh, a, a place and get a car where they're paying weekly. The car breaks down. It gets repossessed. It winds up costing an exorbitant amount. Housing is the same way. Maybe the, the insulation is poor. Maybe the HVAC is running all the time. This program, uh, the SOL program, improves all of those things and and those folks are able to have a lower power bill the house essentially pays for it they're not having to pay out of their pocket yet the fund gets replenished i mean to me it's almost too good to be true well when when michelle uh moore first uh, presented this idea to us we we you know there was some thought well how is this going to work is this too good to be true but you're absolutely right i mean it does pay for itself i mean the energy improvements and the efficiency that that brings will return savings to the individual homeowner and over time it actually repays the city utility for some of the the upfront costs that are that are being invested so yeah it is a great program i would say that it i would say that the the design of the program does several things one is it lowers the bill for the individual consumer and gives them um, that savings and over time obviously that's repaid to the to the utility the other thing that it does is it does serve as an educational um, opportunity because even some homes that aren't really in need of of the efficiency upgrades this program gives us an opportunity to educate the individual homeowners and to, to raise that level of sophistication if you will, about how to manage energy, how to manage their home, how to have a healthier home. So that that's a key component is the educational aspect. And then it's also a cultural shift. I mean, it, it, it does change the relationship between the utility and the individual resident. Yes, they're a customer. Yes, we're trying to sell them electricity as well as gas and water and sewer services. But we're also at the same time in a partnership with the homeowner trying to be better stewards of these resources and how that can have a long-term benefit to the entire community. That, to me, there's, there's lots of benefits to a program like this. Michelle, you know, I did the program on Sapelo Island, helping the Hog Hammock Library and the Gullah Geechee community get that solar array to power their library. And as we were doing some door-to-door energy efficiency work on Sapelo, we discovered what your HERE program has discovered, is that when you get into a home, and maybe you are looking at insulation and HVAC, you find other problems. You find leaking roof. You find water issues. You find mold. You guys have discovered that, and you've addressed it. We are addressing it every day as a process, and um, and it is absolutely something we discovered, and it's a really critical part of the partnership that we have with LaGrange Housing Authority, West Georgia Star, other nonprofits in the community, including Habitat for Humanity, and it was a critical part of the HERE program and um, the support from the Callaway Foundation to advance it, which was administered by South Face. About half the homes, in fact, uh, that we've been to to do an initial assessment for participating in Seoul had maintenance and repair issues that had to be fixed before they can even move forward with relatively simple energy efficiency measures. And um, we have had a lot of success thanks to partnerships and people just coming together to work to fill those gaps, to seek additional funding from DOE, God willing, um, to help fill more of those gaps because there are plenty of them out there. And then it's also revealed the scope of the challenge, I'm sure, as you found in the work that you were doing in Sapelo as well. Um, that once the extent of the housing equity and housing quality issues are visible and you know what the size of the problem is, then you know what the size of the solution that you need to bring to. And um, and really through Zsa's leadership and her vision, you know, for housing and housing quality and housing equity in the community, you know, we're on a path uh, with our partners to be able to fill more of that need and to do it in a way that's consistent with the values that we all hold to, um, which is loving service to our neighbors. If you're just joining us, I'm in LaGrange. I'm giving out this first Energy Matters Sustainability Award. This is number one. It has gone to LaGrange for their soul. They're here program. You can read all about it. LaGrangeSoul.com. Shaja, you guys started early with this solar flower right here in front of your community office is 
a flower that wakes up with the sun. Yes. Do you get a lot of people asking about it? Yeah. Well, we did. And it was exciting because they've never seen it before. We're the first again. And we were very proud of that because those savings really go back into services, the after school program, residence, transportation where money is needed. So I would have to echo and say what Mayor Thornton said and what Michelle said. This is an educational tool, though, but it's for all of us, I think, because if we're saving residents money, we're saving everybody, the city, everybody gets some savings so that they can pour more into what is going on in our community and make it better, because I think it'll make it better across the spectrum. It becomes holistic that we're taking everybody, putting it together, and we're making it work. But that flower, you wake up and you walk in and it turns to the sun and it shows the power. So we've saved so much money and we've put it right back into our children and our residents here in the community. And we have a home that has solar panels that we were able to build. So that resident is really making some savings on her home. Just a couple more minutes uh, in in uh, our show today. Mayor uh Georgia Municipal Association. I'm very involved. I do a community focus every single Thursday with a different Georgia city. And of course, you're you're very engaged. Are you finding that a lot of city leaders are asking you about some of the things that you've done? Yeah, I think the one of the great things about the Georgia Municipal Association is that it's a great opportunity for cities to share ideas. So, so yes, when we get together, we we share ideas. We have people ask about um, about sustainability initiatives. We have people ask about electric initiatives. As you know, there's 49 of those 537 cities that are actually MEAG cities, and so that's probably where most of these conversations are taking place. Obviously, Georgia Power Company has been doing a lot as well as the EMCs, but there are these 49 cities. And I think that, I think some of them are uh, are really doing some creative things to try and address uh, how to move into the 21st century, um, to move away from a fossil fuel-based um, mix, in t- you know, for, for electric power generation, to think about other ways to generate power, as well as to think about ways to save power. Now, yes, at the end of the day, every, you know, these cities are trying to sell electricity, but I think we would all rather sell that electricity more efficiently and more effectively for the benefit of our residents. Well, congratulations to all of y'all for this great accomplishment. And I really appreciate you being on Energy Matters. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner. Michelle, y'all, thank you. And thank you, Commissioner Eccles. And Michelle, thank you. Thank you, sir. So I'm in LaGrange. We've just presented this award. We're celebrating the great work that LaGrange, Groundswell, the Callaway Foundation, Uh, And so many other partners have done to create the Soul and the Here program. I hope you check it out uh, and tell your city or your county about it. You've been listening to Energy Matters. I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your one, two, or five dollar checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you.